0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Smile Diaries. I'm Dr. Gita Harb. I'm so excited to have a friend of mine here, the beautiful Lindy Kennedy. Um, She is a trauma-informed abuse recovery coach and also a life and relationship coach. Hi, Lindy. Hi, Gita. How are you, gorgeous? So good, um, now that I'm here. I love what you're wearing today. You look stunning. Thank you. As always. A little bright, but
1: fun. Yes.
0: I don't think there's ever been a day where you just don't look absolutely gorgeous. Okay, look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lindy, I wanted to have you on because I know you've been through so much, um, a lot of trauma, and you've overcome so much of it, and... Um, you know, when we were out, we've kind of talked a little bit, kind of hit the surface on few things. But I wanted to have you on because I think it's important for a lot of people to hear what you went through and um, all these illnesses that you had and how you kind of overcame them and became a coach. And um, so let's start by tell me a little bit about yourself and you know where did you grow up and a little bit about your childhood as well.
1: Okay, well, I was born in Orange County, but we moved when I was seven. So um, most of what I remember is growing up in Temecula, Southern California still, but down there. And back when I was growing up, it it wasn't as developed as it is now. So it was a lot of dirt roads and horseback Mm -hmm. riding, a very simple life out there. Believe
0: it or not, I've never been to Temecula yet.
1: Never. Some people go out there for wine tasting now and everything, which is funny to me because when I was growing up and I was Mormon, I didn't even know what wine tasting was.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've never been, but I know a lot of my friends go for wine tasting. So it's supposed to be cute. So you grew up in Temecula. So tell me a little bit about that. So it was a very small town when I was
1: growing up. It wasn't developed. My dad was in real estate, so that's why we went out there. Mm -hmm. And it was growing rapidly, but... It was mostly dirt roads and ranches and horseback riding. There yeah. was a, you know, only one school each for each. Um, there's one elementary school, one middle school, one high school. Oh,
0: cute.
1: and everyone knew everyone. And um, I grew up Mormon, which is LDS, with three sisters, and um, it there was there was a lot of good, and there was a lot of hardships in, mm-hmm. in my childhood. so, yeah
0: okay and then eventually you ended up in Newport, Newport.
1: well I went to college in Utah you okay. know and then I came back to Southern California and mm-hmm. um, I got married really young at 21 and um, and my first husband actually passed away three months after we got married
0: oh my gosh oh yeah. wow
1: so oh yeah. that's hard and I was i um, about three months pregnant with my my oldest oh wow so um yeah my childhood started with a lot of trauma and Mm -hmm. abuse of every kind and Mm. it led me right into the arms of um someone who who was very complicated and troubled himself and he passed away from opiate poisoning from you know a lot of he was he was mormon so you know a lot of of mormons you know we don't drink and we don't drink alcohol Mm -hmm. coffee tea smoke and you know do recreational drugs so um it's it's quite common to have addictions to more like pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. because it's a little more easy to hide Mm -hmm. and so I was pretty naive and wasn't really understanding and well aware of it he told me it was for his migraines and I just kind of believed it right um until I woke up next to him um Unresponsive, yeah.
0: So. I can't imagine. Oh my yeah. god! And at that age, that's I was so young. <laughs> that's really really young. So, and um, obviously, you you know, you had your your boy, correct?
1: Yeah. So I ended up having him alone, and mm-hmm. that was really hard. And I didn't want to do it alone. My first time, I was yeah. so excited to be a mom. That was something that I had dreamed of: getting married and having kids. Yeah. So this wasn't really the way I imagined it would go Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um then I when he was 18 months old I met my second husband and we had another little boy pretty shortly after so they're only three years apart and I moved to Newport to be with him I was back in Temecula okay I'm sorry so um after my um first husband passed away and I was back home with my family
0: yeah
1: um having the little boy and and then when I met my ex-husband, he lived here in Newport Beach, and so I moved out here to what be made with you him. Move out here. Mm-hmm. And I've been here since, so <laughs> it's been over 20 years. There's
0: no leaving Newport Beach once it's you're really, in Newport Beach. I will it's say
1: hard. obviously people, you know, have their opinions yeah. about certain things. Mm-hmm. They'll say it's, you know, superficial or right. expensive. But it is so beautiful and you can't beat the weather and I just love all my friends here and
0: it's your home it's home yeah (laughs) it's it's really hard to leave Newport Beach it's gorgeous um so tell me a little bit about I know that eventually you got into your fashion career and tell me a little about your a little bit about that um you were modeling for a little while yeah my mom used how did you end up getting into the fashion My mom used to take us to Hollywood to
1: act. Um, I did my first commercial when I was four. It was a hair commercial. And um, my sister and I got a Legos commercial shortly after that. And then... I think she got tired of driving us out there though and my dad was mm-hmm. just like it's enough because it's a long drive. It, it is, yeah. So um, whether we were coming from Orange County or even Temecula when you have mm-hmm. four kids. So she she really tried to get us into that and we did some stuff growing up. yeah. But then as a teenager I really wanted to become a model and actress that was some my dream kind of and so I started entering modeling contests in like teen magazine (laughs) 17 and I would place in in categories in that and yeah so I'd be um one of my favorite magazines was teen magazine I was in there right next to um Denise Richards oh yeah so she's a little older than me and I looked up to her I thought she was so beautiful and I couldn't believe I was on the same page as her oh
0: that is so cute I love that so did you like being in that industry what was it like because I know it can be a little superficial and vain and how what was it like you have to be really tough because um there's a lot of rejection yeah there's
1: you you go on so many auditions and you only get the callback one out of maybe True. ten. I don't know even if that yeah. sometimes or maybe I just wasn't very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a tough industry.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know there's so many they're they're very cutthroat. They they look at me and say, you know, your nails. I don't like your nails. I don't like your height. I don't like your chest size. I don't like your hair color. I mean, it doesn't work for this. It doesn't work for that. And so it's hard on you. And it gets a
0: little tiring after a while. Did that cause any sort of, you know, growing up as a teen, did that cause any insecurities for you or any issues at all in that sense or not really? Well, (laughs) so if
1: you couple that up with the, um, the childhood yeah. that I was the trauma that I was raised in—it's mm-hmm. the perfect recipe for an eating disorder. Oh, which at twelve years old I started putting myself on diets oh and, um, yeah, cutting mm-hmm. and eating disorders of both. I, I um, would go back and forth. It just depended. I would starve yeah. myself. There were times I remember in college my thing was Diet Dr Pepper and lettuce with lemon squeezed on it. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't imagine. So if you diet Dr. Pepper or Diet Coke with mm-hmm. carrots mm-hmm. or something, and that, um, so you you put that, couple that up with, you know, neglectful, abusive um, household that you're mm-hmm. living in, a lot of chaos, and then you also put that together where looks, you know, the way you looked was probably was where most of the attention I got mm-hmm. growing up. I remember trying to win the science fair and get um, A's on tests and book reports and dance and horseback riding cheerleading volleyball and remember just never getting my parents acceptance you know the lead role in the play and that perfectionism that's perpetual yeah. when you're just trying to perform for love right um, you know you tie that in with the only time you really got that praise was for for being pretty, looking good, looking good mm-hmm. you know, being the perfect little family that looks good at the, on the front row of church every Sunday, and, um, and then having a dream of modeling and acting that my mom probably implanted in me from an early age. Right. I, I probably thought, well, my parents will love me now if I'm an actress or model. You put that together with everything I was experiencing growing up, and it was an absolute recipe for an eating disorder, which I struggled with for 20
0: years. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a long time to struggle yeah. with an eating disorder.
1: Well, it's kind of like alcoholism. Um, it yeah. really never fully leaves you, leaves you. Yeah. You'll always, it's like how an alcoholic has to maybe just not go to a place that serves mm-hmm. alcohol.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, and food's pretty hard to, right. To get around. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I can imagine. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it's always I don't there. think you'll ever. Yeah. So you have fully, to fully. really
1: gain a lot of mental strength mm-hmm. and, you know, really develop a strong faith I believe for me has helped um, and living for other people for my kids to serve them and right. God and you know a lot of a lot of work I had to go through to heal mm-hmm, that
0: mm-hmm. wow that's very deep and that's a lot to go through as a child um, so tell us a little bit besides besides all of that eventually you got married again so I
1: I got married to my second husband, right. um, and we—I moved out here to Newport to be right, with him. Right. We—I thought fell madly in love, and we mm-hmm. were crazy about each other. And he was a baseball player yeah. playing for the Angels here, living in Newport Beach. Yeah. I thought I hit the jackpot. I thought that all my life had been really a big struggle, a lot of pain, and I kind of thought this was it. This is it. I fell in yeah. love with this cute young you know around the same age and um because the first husband was older than me and Mm -hmm. and he was abusive and this one I thought this is it we're gonna live happily ever after we're gonna have this beautiful family that I dreamed of living here in Newport Beach and traveling around United States to go to all these yeah I'm flying on the team plane to New York and staying at Oh, the most beautiful yeah. hotels going to these baseball games and um it was picture perfect and I was so happy. Yeah. But the way trauma works, if you don't heal it, it will always seep out mm-hmm. and and it will choose the partners that yeah. you choose. So it's a habit. It right? is. It's a pattern. It's a pattern, yeah. 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 So it's literally in your energetic field at the cellular level and it mm-hmm. comes out. Mm-hmm. And so you'll like attracts like at some level. Yeah. So you know he has his, um, you know, uh, lack of you know intimacy mm-hmm. and, and things that I see in him that I've even. What's really great is our friendship we have now. Is I'm actually able to talk to him about oh,
0: that's it. that's Good. Yeah, and say, well, that. you
1: were emotionally unavailable. Right. What do you think? Especially as coaching now. Yeah. There's something really cool about our friendship. Yeah. We're divorced
0: right right. (laughs) but that's good we have
1: three beautiful children he adopted the first son right he adopted him and we have two more boys together
0: that's amazing So now
1: i have three boys and how old are your kids so they're 24 21 and 10. i can't believe lindy has a 24 year
0: old (laughs) you look like you're 24 yourself (laughs) thank you age is a funny
1: thing you know you can't change it um Mm -hmm. but I love the growth I've yeah. had and where I'm at mentally now and yeah. sometimes I think gosh if I could just have what I the wisdom and the the way growth, you feel now yeah. the way I feel inside now yeah and pair that with 28 year old me I'm like I could crush it oh <laughs>
0: yeah but that's the thing about aging is when you do get older is when you really I feel that like you find yourself I I've, think when you're in your 20s you're You're lost. I I
1: look back and I was so lost. I feel like I look back and I was this paper bag Mm -hmm. blowing in the
0: wind and just trying. You're trying. You're trying to be somebody. You're trying to please everyone. And I feel like in your 30s, you start to start uh, to kind of step into your maybe own a little bit yeah yeah and then in your 40s 40. you're like i, love I got it. this. i got this <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite yes <laughs> there's no backing
1: down <laughs> no maybe just some you know facials or something to help with wrinkles other than that though i
0: love it it's it's I've never been at more peace. Yeah, well, I'm so happy for you. Um, so tell me, how did you go from what happened in your, I know a lot of things that's happened in your life that has caused certain illnesses, physical illnesses. And I wanna talk about that because I think it's so important to really talk about the, how mentally things affect us physically. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: I had no idea that it would affect me this way. But I I think of it as like a Jenga mm-hmm. tower,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and from childhood, and then the first husband, and even though my second husband, um, you know, wasn't as bad as I would say the, right? <laughs> the the man in, on both sides of him, it was really destructive still because he was emotionally unavailable, mm-hmm. and there was some emotional abuse, and um, we would get in some <laughs> a little physical fights. More like, <laughs> I just remember. Throwing dishes Things
0: at each and, other. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Was your shoes flying out? <laughs> shoes,
1: dishes. Um, a, a whole, I remember he threw this whole entire trash bag. I shouldn't laugh about this, but right, right. I can now. Across the kitchen and spaghettis, you know, all over the cupboards. And I'm like, well, you're cleaning it up. Yeah. Those kind of fights. Those kind of fights, yeah. And and we, we, were, we were not in sync emotionally. And that led to him having affairs, mm. which there's no excuse for it. But I can right. see now where you'll replace emotional intimacy with physical intimacy if you're not careful. right? And so that led to him cheating. And and although that's not okay, he should have come to me and And, we should have worked together on this and we should have gone to counseling and, you know, he should have been emotionally honest and instead he went to replace that with, and he said, oh, well, you were just so focused on the kids, that's why I did it. And so he's feeling neglected because I'm so focused on these children, but I'm thinking I'm doing this, you know, wonderful, beautiful thing by being a mother and... and I mm-hmm. thought that would be so respected, and mm-hmm. that he would find that virtuous and lovely. But instead, he felt neglected, and so, um, which again, I'm able to get this insight because of our friendship. Now, at the time, yeah. we didn't talk like that. Of course, yeah. So I'd say I hate you, and <laughs> you're a horrible person, and um, you know, and who's this home wrecking, you know, person? So um, it was. I had never experienced. It was a whole different kind of pain to yeah. find out this person had lied that I thought loved me. And had committed to me. Um, you know, like I said, I had been through every kind of mm-hmm. abuse growing mm-hmm. up. that um, there is. And the cheating the affairs, they cut me deep. Yeah. and I think that it really struck a chord with that, that spirit of rejection that you mm-hmm. get as a child mm-hmm. when you grow up of with course. parents yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's no bigger f- feeling of rejection than the man you love I'm cheating on you. Sharing his body like that with yeah. another woman. Lying about where he's at. right? Sharing memories and, and mm-hmm. dates or experiences. Having fun. La- like I picture them laughing and having fun together and sleeping together. And then him coming home and just lying to me. And you feel like a fool. Yeah. You feel like they're friends that were with them then are around you and your kids. And everyone's just, uh, just lying to you. And it cut me deep. I felt I, I wanted. I mean, it just... Uh, I felt horrible. And I thought, what is wrong with me? What do these girls have that I don't have? And it hurt so bad. But then he begged and begged for me to forgive him and, and move on. And, and I did. But it just never went away. And he was still not the husband I needed. Mm-hmm. And he, I still didn't trust him. Yeah. So eventually we, you know, did split up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I feel like after an affair to trust somebody it really is because i feel even if you stay together you're constantly having to go through phones and emails and check where they are and who they're talking to and And that is a her and i don't know is is that yeah is that a good place to be in it's It's horrible it must be really really tough what you went through i've actually apologized to my older boys and said there were
1: times where i was so disassociated from you and and i was not present with you because i was so fixated on him and these phone bills Mm -hmm. and these phone records and calling these girls and and it it really robbed me as a mother from my children at
0: times well yeah yeah. your focus is not there your Mm -hmm. focus is on what's going on around Mm -hmm. you and with your husband so yeah and he thought he could buy me a handbag or upgrade
1: my diamond ring to Rolex and fix it and and it would feel oh he must really love me right at first but I was also still emotionally immature so I did think that mm-hmm. at the time but then it would all kind of go back to norm the way it was before after a week mm-hmm. of him you yeah. know getting yeah right back. it's a
0: pattern you mm-hmm. know and it's always like that it's they make you feel good after for a week or two and then things just go back to normal well, just like with physical health exactly you need to get to the
1: root of the problem and True. we didn't get to the root of the problem yeah So, I sat in a counselor's office and said, "I don't want to rip apart a family with three kids in this," because he would have stayed. And I sat there and I said, "Am I the problem? What you know?" And so I'll never forget. He sat four books on my lap and said, "This is your homework. Come back to me next week." And I look at the books and it's narcissism, narcissist. This and I and I look at him and I said, "I'm a narcissist," (laughs) and he said, "No, sweetheart. Oh my gosh." (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you thought he was giving you the books did. for you to read because you, you thought did. you were the narcissist. Yeah. I took psychology in college.
1: Right. Um, I, you know, I learned that it's this Greek yeah. philosophy that you, this narcissist fell in love with his reflection in the water. And I just thought it meant that you were full of yourself. Right. So, you know, this is about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And, um, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm this. And he said, no, no, no. You need to read the books. So I read them, and I, I, I'm i looking for a picture of my last two husbands in this yeah. book. I'm thinking, how do they know them? Yeah, This is exactly what I'm dealing wow. with. And, and so um, here's where the problem is, though, is I said, okay, they're the problem. They're narcissists. I need to get out. They'll never recover. and They'll never get better because um, they rarely do. I'm out. I still didn't look at me. Mm. So... I fell right into another and very narcissistic another narcissist. relationship. Wow, with um, someone who I care very much about. So I and and my ex husband too. I care. These these yeah. men have wonderful qualities, and I've shared you know beautiful memories with them. So yeah. I never mean to say they're horrible people. In fact,
0: um, to become a narcissist, you had to experience childhood trauma too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. But I think there's always something in you that's longing for that, and you have to fix that from in the inside of you, right? In order to get over attracting narcissists, right? It, it, right. So I say that you know,
1: girls don't love bad boys, and mm-hmm. and men don't love bitches. Mm-hmm. We date our, our what feels like home. We date yeah. our childhood trauma. So what feels like home? What felt like home to me? I learned yeah. as a child. That neglect and abuse, mm-hmm. you, co- you know, coexists with love or that is what love feels like. Yeah. And your nervous system always wants to go to the familiar. Mm-hmm. So I kept going to the familiar and I thought these other men were the problem. And now I'm in, I never I didn't fix me. I didn't heal me. And so I jumped right back into that again. Wow. <laughs> and it was like the like I said, the Jenga yeah. pieces, the final one got pulled out and, and I just fell apart. Someone who was quite healthy
0: and I just fell apart and it was awful. I thought I was dying. Tell me a little bit about the physical symptoms that you are experiencing, if you don't mind. Yes. Yeah, so constant dizziness, mm-hmm. fatigue, brain fog, memory
1: loss, um, pain in every joint, every elbow, mm-hmm. finger, wrist, elbow. Um, my hips, my knees, my feet. I had neuropathy, I had pain, I had inflammation everywhere. My body was inflamed from head to toe. And wow. so just constant nausea, um just a lot of stomach problems. And um a pain, a lot of pain in my neck and shoulders. Our body will hold on to trauma oh, and long, store it yeah. mm-hmm. down to the cellular level. Mm-hmm. And you know, even things like I had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and I tried I don't drink very much. Um, and then we decided, okay, I need to detox because it's heavy metal poisoning. Your, your liver has to detox. Everything mm. from high fructose corn syrup yeah. to um, toxins and heavy metals. So I did all these cleanses and all this fasting. And I'm still having kidney and liver problems. And For you're young, and, and, young healthy. and healthy. And you don't have any other. Finally see a Chinese medicine, a man in Chinese medicine and anger. Mm -hmm. And resentment Mm. will be stored. And so then I had to go heal that. There are so many layers of healing that people just don't understand. I mean, everyone thought it was like breast implant illness. And so I was about to get those out. And it wasn't. You know, it's emotional Mm -hmm. and environmental. And -hmm. you put those together and, you know, your body will
0: fall apart. I mean, stress is the cause of... Probably almost every disease there is out there: it high really blood pressure, heart disease, yeah, diabetes, all of it. Yeah, um, gut issues. Oh, I the mean, gut is so huge when it comes huge. to. Huge. Um, I mean, the first thing that you feel Cortisol. when you get nervous. Where does it go? That. Itch in your gut. You mm-hmm. get nauseous. You get sick to your stomach, and that's the first thing that you feel. So the gut is so huge, and it's directly connected to your brain. Of it's, it's your second brain.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you have stress and high cortisol levels, and you're in this perpetual state of fight or flight, your, you know, your sympathetic right. nervous system, everything is just, just on, on fire. Fire. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, you know, you go and and you. Um, You're in these relationships that just pour gasoline on that fire, really. The stress, just living in constant fear. Mm -hmm. And you never know what to expect. It's the the unpredictability, which I grew up in, so Mm -hmm. that's what feels familiar. Men who were consistent Mm -hmm. and available felt boring to me. Right, right.
0: We yeah. all we all want a nice guy. We do, but we don't but when we don't when we have the nice guy, we want the bad boy. <laughs> but you have to so, dig down because that is yeah. coming from
1: your inner child. Yeah. They got
0: in the driver's seat. Yes. And you
1: need to teach them to exactly. get out of the driver's seat and yeah. help them heal and integrate. True. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I now I want
1: a really boring relationship. You, you want the boring <laughs> <I do>. relationship.
0: <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> well, I'll have to find you the boring relationship, Lindy. I'm looking for a very
1: boring... Ma- I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Well,
0: now I find
1: uh, stimulating conversations exciting. Yeah. Or, yeah, bonding and connecting and yeah. just laughing together. Yeah. And feeling safe with someone now is so... Is such a turn on where I used to want the excitement and yeah you know, the fight and the getting back together and the fight and get back together and the, yeah I didn't the, realize that the push pull right fight and break up mm-hmm. which I had with all of these relationships too yeah. I didn't know that that was a sign of toxic relationships yeah, yeah. and it very is a hallmark of a toxic yeah. relationship because
0: at the time it's exciting you know mm-hmm. you think like oh we're gonna make up yeah. and, and then he pulls and you back in again. And, and yeah yeah and you so. run away and then it's like all this like. It, You know, um, but yeah, you get to a point, I think, when you get older where you just want peace, you want calm and you want peace and you want to feel safe. And, you know, that's a true relationship. So, yeah. And I just never want to feel as
1: sick as I did again. Yeah. You know, Um, I couldn't even hold a coffee cup. Um, my son would push me around in an office chair on our wood floors cause my feet hurt so bad. Everything wow. hurt. I, I couldn't pull, I used to wear sweatpants cause I couldn't, it hurt to pull mm-hmm. up jeans and, um, yoga pants.
0: That's crazy. And I
1: was, and I would hardly leave the house cause I needed to be near, you know, a bathroom at all times mm-hmm. if I was going to throw up or I, and I couldn't stand up without feeling dizzy. Like I was going to fall over. I had to hold on to something and, and I was in pain and and just physically so ill at all times. I didn't even want to live. In, I got to where I didn't want to live. In, you become, when you're sick and in pain chronically, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty normal to become de- like depressed and anxious. And um, you lose a little bit of your vitality and, and you know, love for life. Yeah, Because life becomes so miserable it's painful yeah so that was a horrible i think one of the reasons i'm so conscious about my health now is because i never want to get back like that again and if it means not dating (laughs) you know toxic people if it means Mm -hmm.
0: i've had to even detox friendships too yeah and i think detoxing people out of your life is very important people don't really realize how important that is they think it's oh i gotta work out and i gotta eat right but I think a lot of it is who you're hanging out with and the people around you. And it's just as important. It's just as important because it's feeding you mentally. Absolutely. So, and it all um, starts mentally. It, it all starts all mentally. Ev- it all,
1: disease, sickness. Everything. Depression. It it all starts here. And mm-hmm. it, then it
0: manifests out physically when your body is literally screaming at yeah. you saying,
1: I need you to focus
0: on me. Well, what happens to your body is the result of your what happens to you mentally. So yes. you have a bad day, you feel tired, you're happy, you're energetic. I mean, yeah. that's, it, that's it. It's really simple. So, <laughs> very simple. So, I mean, what you've gone through is a lot. And, you know, I can relate to that in a dif- different ways, different stress yeah. and different trauma, but I can relate to it. Um, so tell me about the... Chinese person that you saw the doctor That yeah. how did he discover all this and what did you do about it how did you eventually little by little start to feel better what did you do well, the
1: funny thing is I just started seeing him, this acupuncturist, um, recently, just mm-hmm. about two months ago, mm-hmm. and because I still am waking up every morning at three or four, can't sleep, I'm still mm-hmm. nauseous, I'm still dizzy, yeah. but I have POTS syndrome, and I have fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. and I have celiac, so I have a lot of health issues, yeah. but I have done so much to heal from them all, and I'm still waking up, I'm still struggling in ways. And so and I've done everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I saw him and I have a lot of I have bulging discs in my mm-hmm. neck. And so I saw him for that and um and he explained to me it's so it's really honestly it's fascinating and he explained to me that your your kidneys and your liver are off and I said oh no no I've done everything from drink cayenne pepper and lemon juice and olive oil every morning to fasting to coffee enemas to cold plunges I've done done it it all all. (laughs) so no no I'm good and I don't drink a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. or anything like that so no and he said it's emotional and my, so I was very yeah. interested in this. And um, yeah, your liver, your kidneys, they will, they're, each associate with different emotions. Mm-hmm. Sadness, I could be wrong, that one might be in your lungs. Um, you know, your, your male and your female are right and mm-hmm. left. And yeah. so I have a lot of pain on my left side and, which is from injury too, but yeah, a lot of yeah. it. And when they explain it to you, it's, it's so, so interesting, interesting mm-hmm. yeah. that our emotions can make us ill. Yeah, so, I believe it. I yeah, I've been there. I believe it. Yeah, and I, I I'm a hundred percent big
0: believer in um, wow acupuncture. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's a long healing journey. Um, tell me a little bit about what is your daily? What do you do on a daily routine to get yourself out of bed and feel good? Do you have a sort of a daily routine? Do you get up and meditate? Do you work out? Do you, what's your What is it that you do on a daily basis that makes you feel good? All of those things. But so typically I get up and I take my son
1: to school. Yeah. Drop him off and, um, a lot of times I'm still in my, you know, throwing sweats or something. PJs. Yeah, PJs. Sometimes I think, gosh, if I get pulled
0: over, it's going to be bad. It'll be really embarrassing. I think Lindy look good in anything. Even I'm usually like a mess. Like Even in go PJs.
1: <laughs> You're sweet. But yeah, so, um, and then my day kind of starts. So yeah. I come back and, and usually, so I've, I've learned a lot about biohacking. I'm, I'm pretty... Um, I'm pretty big on all of those things that, like, circadian rhythm. So I get back and I usually drink a lot of water, Mm -hmm. like, like 32 ounces or something of water with a little sea salt. Mm -hmm. And um, I just try to cleanse out and detox my organs and get everything kind of going. A lot of times I do hot water, like warm water. Yeah. It'll um, stimulate your your lymphatic system. Because that was another problem I had, lymphatic. um, A lot of build-up backup Mm -hmm. on that. So... Um, I'll do that and then I'll go walk my dog so I get out in the sunshine for
0: about 20 minutes I see your little stories <laughs> walking your dog and it's so cute I love like, here comes Landy and he's like always oh, on my stories now. it's so he's funny so Every, what kind of dog is he by the he's way he's an Aussie
1: doodle oh he's so cute and he had a black you know um, poodle with an Aussie that was like this tan and white colored oh, with blue I eyes oh I love that so he's got this really
0: cool and coat. how old is he he's one. Oh, he's, so a, he's baby. a baby well we gotta get our dogs together Oh yeah, minus three. It. He's a big boy. I actually saw you and with your dog on your yeah. stories recently. A, yeah, yeah. I had he a rough day yesterday, dogs. and so Holy. when I have rough days, I go on like oh, long him. runs with my with my dog, and it he just makes me happy. They're just like full of love. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer yeah. in my faith and Jesus Christ. Um,
1: and so sometimes I don't like to the New Age. I think is to me it's not biblically yeah. correct. But there are certain things that I think they've taken. Uh-huh that are really biblical, but they kind of take it and they yeah. um, counterfeit it a little bit. Right. So um, animals actually have this healing frequency. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned that um, animals, you know, loving them, petting them, being mm-hmm. around them are is actually healing. Just it like is. grounding. So yeah. I'll take him to a park and i ground, take off my shoes and ground. And
0: Aww.
1: I'll get my vitamin D in the morning and the evening before sunset. If, if I can, yeah. and I walk him again. Mm-hmm. And so um, one thing I'm trying to do, and I've been trying to quit for a while is coffee. Oh, I
0: love coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> don't say that,
1: Lindy. <laughs> it's not very, you know, yin and yang. You kind of I watch your body. Um, it's it's not great for you. I've also learned about yeah. a lot of pesticides and mold that's in coffee. And and I don't ever go to Starbucks anymore because theirs has a lot of yeah. you know, Roundup in it. And mm-hmm. then the, the cups themselves have these plastic particles yes. that, at the heat that goes right uh-huh. into your coffee. So, you know, sometimes it's really... <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was back in an ignorant state because yeah. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. You want to have bit. everything. <laughs> now I'm like, oh no, I can't have this and I can't have that. But I think if if you've never been sick, you probably kind of think, oh well. Yeah. When right. you've been that sick, you're, you're like it's just not worth it. So I'll try to quit coffee all the yeah. time, but then I go back to drinking either yeah. like a
0: mushroom coffee or something. Oh, it's and just so good though. I, love I know. It. I do. <laughs> I know. It's 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 hard to quit coffee. It's really hard, especially for me. I think my mornings. You know, I get up really early in the morning. Sometimes you I get up really today early. I got up before ten. Yeah. Um. So it's been already like. Hours since yeah. I've been up, but it's just sitting down with my cup of coffee in the morning. Just it just it's means, a ritual, it's, a little bit. A ritual, uh-huh. it relaxes me. There's no one, it's I love it. I feel like it's like it's like me, my yeah, my me time. It is so, my me time, you know, just yeah. it's just cozy. And my dog comes and lays next to me. I just love my that. dog. I don't yeah. know, and then I usually read my Bible, yeah. Um, I really.
1: There are plenty of times where I've rushed off without doing it. i mm-hmm. I've really tried to make that commitment over the last couple of yeah. years to not start my day without spending time with God. How has prayer. faith
0: changed things for you? Cuz I know that's really important. I know I know if we were talking earlier for me Growing up faith was huge because of, you know, what I went through. So it was like I hope know, and faith my heart and, and when you and said praying. That you're in
1: war and you're like, What would I have if I didn't have God Exactly. To pray to?
0: Yeah. So how has faith changed your life and why is it so important? What's
1: funny is that I grew up in mm-hmm. in an extremely religious, um, home, mm-hmm. family life. I mean I went to seminary, an hour of, of church before school and high school. Wow we were at church for three hours every Sunday and then probably another meeting or two for another hour or two. Um, and every Wednesday night youth group and there's always something in our, I was teaching primary or teaching this and it's, it's a, it's a culture, it's a lifestyle, you know, the, the church is. And, um, so even though it was always a part of my life, I just think, and, and well, one of the things I've learned is when you have a father figure who you don't Trust or isn't, um, mm-hmm. you know, it really doesn't give you this secure attachment style. You not only seek out men like that, but you also kind of look at God that way. It gives you a lens that you look at God through. Yeah. And so I didn't look at him like this man I can trust. And I figured he would let me down or hurt me or that he loved everyone else but not me. So I was believed in God, but I believed you know kind of like my upbringing that he probably Mm -hmm. loved other people but not me Mm -hmm. there was something wrong with me Mm -hmm. and um so i did i did the things you know i did what i was supposed to do i waited till marriage i didn't drink i didn't you know um all the rules say bad words and i didn't this and that and then even when i married my ex-husband who wasn't mormon um I drank alcohol sometimes and started drinking coffee and all this, but Mm -hmm. I still considered myself to be a a good person, right? you know, and I believed in God and I believe the Mormon church was true at this time still and everything. And then, um, it was when it was, to be honest, it was actually, um, I kind of left the Mormon church and and realized that I came to the truth of it. Mm -hmm. And, and then, I just kind of was living in the moment. I said oh, after all that I just need a break or something. Yeah. And I kind of exper- I tried to try to get to know this new age thing a little. I was like, "Oh, I'm spiritual." And to yeah. me that didn't fly because I love God and I knew I did deep down and I knew he, I ex- I right. believed he existed deep down, yeah. so you can't remove him. Um but it was it was it was honestly it was COVID and mm-hmm. we're, you know, being filled with the fear of the unknown of what's going to come in the future with this, all that's going on, yeah. And um, I'm in this relationship that was very unhealthy. I was getting really sick, um, and I was working in human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And for ten years, it was a big passion of mine. Yeah. And and I realize now that why I was so passionate about rescuing these children and helping them was, it was obviously because it's a great cause. And of course, I mean, any child being. Harmed and, yeah. and abused is is horrific, but I was there. Is a part of me that was you know wanting to save mm-hmm. Little Lindy, mm-hmm. and if I can't save her, then I'm going to save them. And right, and so what happened was is some of it was really horrific, actually. And I don't know that some of us are equipped to do that to do that and to yeah. handle what yeah. that entails, and yeah. to see some of the images and right. hear the testimonies of some of these kids and survivors. And and it, it was really traumatic for me and it reopened a lot of the trauma mm-hmm. that I had experienced. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, it, I wasn't sleeping and I was in pain and I couldn't stop thinking about some of these, mm-hmm. these cases and these kids and um, the imagery and, and some of it was, you know, whether it's just pedophiles or whether it's satanic ritual abuse and things like oh, that. Wow. It, it was just, it I traumatized yeah. me. I, I think, think it re-traumatized me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as that added to, so I don't blame And that's what's really important to me is I want to say is I don't blame these narcissistic relationships that Mm I had been in completely. I wouldn't have been with these men if I hadn't had the child I had. My parents, I love them. I forgive them. Their childhood wasn't great. I know their Mm -hmm. background, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you tie in all of the environmental things that we have coming at us right now. There's a lot of stressors in our environment and pollutants and toxins. And then you tie that in with me trying to save people and kids that I probably wasn't equipped to deal with. And, and I just fell apart. And that is what I talk about when like that final piece of the Jenga puzzle yeah. just came out and scattered. And I was broken into a million pieces. And um, that was really painful. So,
0: wow. Yeah. That's very deep, Lindy. <laughs> I don't think you were ready for all this. <laughs> I was not ready for all that. but Sorry. That, that's a lo- no, don't be sorry. That's a lot. So I'm so sorry that you had gone through all of this. I know we had talked before, but it was very much on the surface. But that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, especially when you've had your own personal things that you were going through. So, um, but I'm glad you found faith. I think it's so important. Oh, um, that's where God, that's, where, I'm yes. sorry. So, and that is un- another thing you said was, oh,
1: you know, on the surface, you seemed so yeah. happy and sweet. And I think, yeah. to be honest, one of the things I learned is that your secrets make you sick. Yeah, And so I had carried all this around and pretended like I was this happy person on the outside. And I, I, am, and I am in somewhat of a degree, but... um I really didn't process most of this. I stuffed it down and carried on. Mm-hmm. And that's when it all kind of imploded, too. And then oh, it's
0: poison. Um, it's like it poison really in your is. body. Right. Even Absolutely. though it's not actually physical, anything you're holding on to. It's the mental it is. secrets and the mental things that are you bottle that eventually cause a physical thing. Yeah. So it's uh, that's so you think be you hard. can stuff it down and smile. No. But it just doesn't work. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Time does not heal when it comes to emotional no. trauma. It has to release itself, just like anything. It it's just like an infection. Right. You know, even like in dentistry, when there's an infection, it ha- has to bury itself out of the bone and come out as a pimple. And, yeah. Right. Okay. And so that's the same thing. I mean, it same has to come thing. out at some point. Right. Otherwise, it's just going to build up, build up, and you'll just collapse. Exactly. So. Oh. Well, but that is when I sought out God yeah. in a
1: whole different way than I had before. Right. Um, the way I grew up, it was it was a checklist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's a very visual thing are you wearing your temple garments are you right. dressing modestly are you wearing a one piece or a two piece are you drinking coffee are you getting married to another mormon in the temple are you so it's this checklist and you're on this perpetual treadmill of perfectionism and am i good enough and and this is when i just found the lord in a completely different way than i ever had before and he became My best friend, my counselor, my therapist, my healer, my physician. And I, I, he set me free from pain physically, emotionally, and mentally, and spiritually, because I was spiritually dead inside too from all this. And um, the love I have for him, because he saved me and set me free and helped me heal but he kind of made me do the work you know I definitely wanted to pray and see a miracle and one of the things I will say is um I do believe in miracles and I do believe he does set some people free instantly his plan for me was not to do it that way though and he made me walk through each step of it and heal and do a lot of the legwork myself yeah and um I believe he knew what was best for me, though, because I've gained confidence and peace and self-respect. I'm proud of myself. I've, I was never proud of myself. I never truly loved myself before. And I do know because I worked really hard to get to where I'm at. You grew into yourself. But he never left my side. Yeah. He yeah. never left me. And it was really hard at times, but he was there.
0: And there were times where I'm like, can't you just <laughs> just, just <laughs> throw me up a little bit, you know? Throw your magic wand and just change
1: everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but he lit- I, I had a prayer once where he literally told me, um, you know, he's not going to take me around the fire. I'm going to have to walk through the fire, but he's not going to leave my side. And he didn't. Oh. And um, it's, to me, the greatest love story
0: I've, I've known. Oh, my gosh. I have chills. I literally have chills. That's. I think that's amazing. But in all honesty, I think that we really, really learn and become the person that we are and learn about ourselves is when we go through things. Yeah. I think when things are just given to us and things are easy, you have to have that journey. You have to have the I feel like you have to go through the pain in order to discover yourself. You do. And it. it, it does do that. And I know I've heard it a lot so many times in so many years, but I have gone through it. Like I've gone through so much pain to ch- and change and growth recently that now i'm I'm discovering like really who I am. And you build that confidence anymore where, Nothing matters anymore. Right. You're not afraid of losing this person. You're not afraid of losing that person. No, You're not I not not worked up to, about these little things. Oh, yeah. I don't you, even. It's, yeah. You just all of a sudden, you open your eyes and you feel confident. Yeah. And you stand on your own two feet. And it doesn't matter any anymore who's around you and what's around you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's just like becoming a butterfly yeah yeah it is that metamorphosis I think right? you became a butterfly <laughs> <Wendy>. <laughs> yeah it's 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 perfect But you had to go through the ugly stage to become mm-hmm. that butterfly and I Did. think God had you know gone through that with you and and I think that's where you he was are always right faithful now. and yeah.
1: even times where I didn't think he was I look back now and he was but I had to grow. And it's kind of like watching your kids learn to ride a bike. Yeah. They fall, they get hurt, they get frustrated. Exactly. And then that's how they learn, though.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, So, speaking of, you know, and I know obviously you're the expert in this. And um, speaking of narcissism and narcissistic, you know, partners, what is your advice to someone at this point? going through that or living with a narcissistic partner well that's what's hard is some people
1: you know they just can't leave i mean they can but they don't feel they can mm-hmm. or it's hard to mm-hmm. you know a lot of them we love <laughs> right or we have families with we have children with financially we're tied to them mm-hmm. or we get so sick and anxious and stressed that new things like moving and it's it yeah. becomes you get into that that freeze And um, fight or flight and Mm -hmm. um, big tests become overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And it's survival mode. But Mm -hmm. it's really hard. I think um, having support and friends and family that love you, that you can go to, that understand. You know, seeing a coach like myself or a therapist who... Is trauma informed and understands narcissistic abuse? You know, I just actually was on Instagram the other day, mm-hmm. and there's a guy who I follow because I do enjoy some of his sentiments on mental health or yeah. relationships or growth and healing. Um, but the other day, he was talking about—I think maybe somebody had asked him questions on narcissism—and the way he was so flippant about it, and just like, oh, it's this and that, and. I got triggered a little because most victims of narcissistic abuse don't ever feel seen and heard. It is so diabolical and it is so mental and the, the emotional abuse and you never feel, you feel dismissed and misunderstood and gaslit and manipulated day in and day out to where you don't know left from right you don't know up from down sometimes and you start to question your own sanity Mm -hmm. and it is it is unlike anything else it's unlike physical abuse and i've experienced spiritual physical sexual i have experienced verbal emotional abuse the narcissistic abuse and again they were traumatized as a child right it's horrific um it is what they do to the person that loves them and mm-hmm. wants you know mm-hmm. to just love them and be loved. It is absolutely debilitating and um, it leaves it takes years to recover, and I believe it takes years off your life. Yeah, Wow. So it, it really does and if you don't get out. So some people can't leave, and I think ugh, you need to find a therapist, you need to find support. You probably need to really get down on your knees and pray and get close to mm-hmm. God you need to protect yourself. Um, but I think really the best thing to do, because now, after all my yeah. all I've learned now, is in the last year, um, yeah. I have actually still seemed to be a magnet for <laughs> narcissists, that they love me. <laughs> so almost everyone, I, I'm like, ah. So um, it's, I think knowledge has been my yeah. biggest weapon because now I spot these red flags, I spot these personality mm-hmm. disorders, Right away, good. And within you know, pretty quickly. Um, I've I've made the mistake of staying even just a few weeks. Even yeah. then, I'm like, even then, I think, Lindy, why why'd you even stay yeah. a few weeks? But you, that's
0: better than years. It's, <laughs> but it is so much. Or better sometimes than years. it might not come out until a few weeks so later. So they're right? very good at, at yeah. having a mask on. Exactly. So, um, so you might not know until you're. Dating them for a while or very few true. dates, and then you're a few weeks into it. So, and yeah. that's why it's just so important to be aware of the signs. Yeah. Educate
1: yourself, you know, edu- mm-hmm. learn, educate yourself. Follow people like me or someone else. Read upon it, buy yeah. a book, and so that you can be very aware. Because once you're trauma bonded, and once you are to... enmeshed, and once your mm-hmm. life and their life are intertwined, your kids, like me, like I you know kids intertwined finances homes it's it is so hard and what people don't understand trauma bonding that's a whole nother topic oh yeah but it is real yeah it is like a drug addiction Mm -hmm. and it is you will go through withdrawals and it is hard and the band-aid to fix those withdrawals and that's the push pull right so you get back with them and it and it puts a band-aid on your withdrawal really yeah. and so if you can see these signs and these red flags before it's too late and get out you know but it feels good you're being love bombed. Yeah. they're charming exactly. you feel special everything little eight-year-old lindy ever wanted is these men and and they're saying yeah. and doing all the right all things right. and it feels really good but your feelings aren't facts Yeah. So you've got to get out of your emotional space and take a step back and look. And even if you're not, you know, Christian or Mormon or anything like that. Yeah. It's so important to not sleep sleep with them. Like take your time. Totally. Be careful because you you will share energetic. um, And eventually you're in too deep and it becomes addicting. Yeah. So have solid friends and family that are honest with you. Be honest with yourself and know the signs to get out before it's too late and then yeah and then um it's hard though because at the end of the day the reason you're attracted to them is your childhood trauma true so, the other component to this is working on yourself, is working on yourself yeah. because yeah. you won't even be attracted to that anymore. Once you exactly like, I'm not, I used to love it. And like, and now I'm like, oh no, you're, I see this and that go, <laughs> I'm going to run away. I'm out. I'm running away.
0: So, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's so But so you true. have to
1: work on yourself or you actually, yeah. kind well, like I back. said earlier, mm-hmm. um, you won't be attracted to good, wholesome, nice, yeah. available men that just want
0: to love you. That's true. Um, you'll yeah. be attracted to this and there chaos. And are, there are those men out there, there that are. are wholesome and good mm-hmm. and they want to love you. I think you, a lot of them just, are taken. <laughs> a lot of them are taken. No, not necessarily. There, there's there's few out there maybe. it's harder. We're going to find somebody, Lindy. Don't you worry. I'm going to get my... <laughs> okay. You play matchmaker? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so speaking of that, um, I wanted to talk about how you got into coaching and life coaching because of your experience. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Lindy's now a life coach, so if anybody needs a life coach and advice, you can go to her, and I'll be linking all your stuff at the end. But um, how did you, what made, obviously everything that you've been through, you wanted to help people Mm -hmm. and teach and all of that. So tell me about your coaching program and all of that. After, once I got on the other side of yeah. healing which is, is still a work in progress right, right. I
1: I have to still um, I think it's every day you have to do a little to of heal course. and grow and yeah. and, or, and don't fall back into those patterns yeah healing it is constant work it's constant your work your brain always wants to go back to its Familiar course, patterns, yeah. so
0: it's kind of like you're fighting. It's it. a muscle too, it you is, know. It's yeah. just like a muscle. It just wants to go back to its yeah. position, and so that's the same thing. So you're so. creating new neural yeah, pathways.
1: Of course. So it's really important. Um, yeah. But when I. When I healed and and I learned so much, Mm -hmm. and I think I soaked up all of this knowledge and learning like a sponge because I was so fascinated by it and and it it basically explained my whole entire Mm -hmm. life basically at this time. And I didn't wanna live the way I was living anymore. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you have to hit your own little rock bottom and um, that was kind of mine. And when I healed and I started to learn and grow and understand all of this, I thought, well, this is just for me. I want to help people. I want to help other people. And how can I help people? And um, and maybe I don't want to do the fashion anymore. It just doesn't excite me anymore. I had gotten my real estate license. I was like, I don't want to do this. Uh I'm so excited and passionate about this because I feel God help me heal and now I want to serve him and um and help other people because I also see narcissism becoming so prevalent in our world right Mm -hmm. now for for a few reasons Mm -hmm. and um and there's so many women when I talk about a little that just fill up my dms and message me and Mm -hmm. go oh my gosh you're explaining my life um how did you break free from this? And, you know, it's not just a one little answer. And it did. It took me a couple of it's years. Work. And it yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah. And there's layers. And so I thought, well, I'm going to, and and I healed through a lot of illnesses too, mm-hmm. that I don't believe in healing. Um, I believe in he- surgery, he- broken bones, um, you know, Western medicine. Right. But for what I had, I don't believe Western medicine was right for me. It was putting on the outside and it was putting a Band-Aid on, mm-hmm working the outside in. I believe right. I'm working from the inside out. Of course. yeah. And so I wanted to help other people heal the way I was healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I continued to take all the pills that they wanted me on, I was losing my hair, clumps coming out, breaking off. Um, I was, I would have had brittle bones. I would have had, I mean, there was, it would have aged me. So yeah. a lot of these pills and medications have yeah. a lot of
0: side effects. And, and I'm, so, I'm on that same page with yeah, you. I, know. <laughs> I would have to be dying to take an Advil. And even then yeah. I'm like, I don't want to take an Advil. Right. I don't want to take a Tylenol. I really don't. Like Advil's bad for your gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, so. I'm so bad with medication. I hate it. And I don't, I don't like taking. And I, and I'm with you on fixing things from the inside. Because yeah. I think also a lot of things in the Western medicine is the fact that whatever you have they just throw a pill at you yes. right and there's but a pill is is a bandage that's how they're trained that's how know. they're trained and i mean you know i'm a doctor too You're and a doctor, so doctor well, you, you have know. an infection do this you have right. but and i but i think a lot of it too is um you know we're so fast at throwing medications on patients right. and not really dealing with the root of the problems yeah you need to go and to the root and fixing <laughs> it and i think that's you know that's why for me a lot of times you know Physically, when something shows up in my body, I'll try to fix it as much as I can mentally, you know, yes. whether it's working out or going for a walk or running or meditating, because I think a lot of it is also comes from stress and Definitely. from overthinking yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff. So I love seeing how,
1: you know, healthy you are and, and how you integrate. I mean, I don't know if you ever go a day without exercising.
0: Too. I do. Don't, but <laughs> <laughs> I know I see you. And, and yeah. it shows. You're
1: glowing. You're happy. Thank you're you. healthy. Thank you, know. you. And and also, we do it for our kids. Like We want to no. be healthy for them and yeah. a good role model for them. Yeah. So
0: honestly, like, working out has saved my, my life mentally in every way. I, I absolutely think believe it's, working it's out so is important. not just... For physical, It oh, no. is one of the I don't best do it to look good. yeah, I don't really do it to look good. I mean, I do it so I can eat whatever I want because I love eating. I and love say, French fries, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's not the reason why. I, it just yeah. makes me feel strong mentally. It and, is scientifically proven yeah, and happy, mm-hmm. and those endorphins that you release afterwards, right. you're like, oh, yeah. life
1: is good. <laughs> I mean, it can
0: cure. I, I truly
1: yeah. believe that you can cure depression and anxiety. You know, with A well, lot of things. I believe with God and. Yeah. With exercise and, and it's
0: a combination, yeah, and not just running or working out. There's a lot to it, but yeah. yeah. So, so I first so, became a wellness coach, yes, because of all that. I oh, thought I'm going to people about heal that. this way.
1: Okay, but then I said, well, that's not enough. Um, I'm going to help women with yeah. narcissistic abuse. And then I, what I, what really resonated with me is that the people that I felt connected to when I would listen to them or read mm-hmm. their article on narcissism and and all that was. It was the people who've been through it that yeah. seemed to get it and that I felt seen, heard, understood. And I resonated with their sentiments on it. Mm-hmm. It's the people that were just coming from, you know, their psychology book and their. And nothing wrong with right. that. Like they help many people. Of course. But specifically for for this yeah. type of abuse, it's so hard to really understand it unless you've been you've in been it. through it it's it's different than anything else it really yeah. is and so I said I'm going to go help people with this now too and that's so that's amazing. so I started that and and I it's m- the most fulfilling thing I've ever done besides having children, of course. So, Aww. but I always so tie it in with it. my spirituality. Like it, for course. me, every client I work with or anything, even if they're not a believer, I'm sorry, I I tie that in because yeah, I do not believe I'd be where I'm at right now if it yeah. weren't for my
0: faith. For your faith. So, how is that? Are you enjoying seeing your clients? And I do. How does that feel when you when you giving that help and helping people, how do you feel afterwards? Does that make you feel? Well, as a chronic
1: people pleaser, (laughs) um, I'm learning um, in a boundaryless girl (laughs) most of my life. Um, Strong boundaries I'm I'm learning though, because I, typical me, the rescuer and me, um, just like I wanted someone to rescue me when I was little, now Mm -hmm. I wanna go rescue people. So I wanna, it's actually painful for me to hear them And see myself and remember that in myself, it's hard. And I, I want to wave a magic wand and I want to fix it for them. I want to take it away from them. That's the codependent in me, right? And I struggle with that a little, or I let them go over time because I think I just want to help them. Or, you you know, they'll text me or or. So I'm learning boundaries with it. It's a little bit because you've been there. I've been there. You know, so you know what they're empathizing. So empathizing. I, I absolutely know where they're at that headspace i know yeah. those tears i know that confusion and yeah. i just want to reach through the phone or the zoom or the yeah. you know and i want to fix it and take it from them and i'm having to learn to have boundaries and be patient and let them yeah. just like i had to work layer by layer mm-hmm. and it took a couple it didn't happen overnight for me yeah. it's not going to happen overnight for them but i love knowing that when i say i I understand what you're feeling. You really understand. I really do. And I think that that energetic exchange that we have, Mm -hmm. um, I think that they feel that. And I hope so. I want them to feel seen, heard, and understood because I do understand where they're coming from. And I know how hard it is.
0: Well, people want to take advice from someone that's been through something. They're going to believe you more than they're going to believe someone that is just reading it out of a book, right? right? And so I think that's... Where the like connection, you know, yeah. that's where your connection with your clients is going to be. So, do you do your coaching in person or is it? I've had one person or in, is it on Zoom? How does, yeah, so one person's been in person,
1: mm-hmm. but the other, um, few clients I have are, are all Zoom they're or FaceTime, Zoom. okay? Yeah, okay, which I think because I basically have only marketed this through yeah. my Instagram, through yours, yeah, their followers that end up hiring me, mm-hmm. um, through. Instagram so they're probably all over the country of course. Oh, I love yeah. that. So well, that's great. Which is
0: good for me it broadens my, you know, reach. So Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you this question and um, was there anyone that you ever looked up to throughout your all the times that you felt down and depressed and sick and was there any particular person that you had looked up to whether it would it was in person or just any random person, like TV personality or anyone that has helped you or mentally kind of pushed you to. There were a few people that I would listen to, like Dr.
1: Gabor Métis mm. or, um, you know, people like that that I thought, OK, he understands it. Trauma, yeah. OK, you know, yeah. um, as silly as it is, and <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but. Because she's gone a little off the deep end now, and, and Hollywood obviously yeah. is a little crazy. But there was a time where um, I saw an interview of Amber Rose, who had oh, been with yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. It was before yeah. Kim Kardashian. And I didn't know the term emotional abuse. Mm.
0: So this is
1: a few years ago. Yeah. and um, And she's crying and saying, emotional abuse is just as painful, if not more than physical abuse. Mm-hmm. And I was, I didn't know that I was in a relationship like this. And, and I just started bawling. And it like something, it was like pierced it you. Yeah. in yeah. my heart. And I mm-hmm. said, I didn't even know that term. When I think of abuse, I think of someone hits you or mm-hmm. hurts you um, in other ways. Um, to me, it was this like unseen part of me that just got seen.
0: So you just woke up.
1: I I just woke up and I said, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's what I'm feeling. That's, Mm. I'm not crazy or I'm not, this is what's happening. And, and I just, again, I say it again and again, I think one of the biggest needs for a human being is to feel seen and heard, especially someone who's had abuse, you know, and then um, I take it biblically and I just look at Job and I look at his life and, and I say, okay, if God allowed him you know, to go through all of this and he loved him so much, then, then it doesn't mean he doesn't love me. And if he can get through it and stay faithful, I can too. You know, I love the story of Abigail in the Bible. Um, you know, I think her husband is probably a narcissist, (laughs) you know? Um, so things like that, I actually, during COVID, during lockdowns, I became part of a little, a group online Bible study with girls that are across the country
0: Okay. that we
1: did a little meetup in Idaho and in Arizona. And nice. these women became like sisters to me. Um, they really helped me in my walk with, with Jesus mm-hmm. and, um, they baptized me oh. in a lake in Idaho I love two that. years ago. And, um, so they've really been women I've looked up yeah. to as, you know, faithful Christians and
0: that's yeah. great. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, so, I want to ask you another question. Okay. And if Lindy can have the perfect day, <laughs> anything that you want, what would that perfect day be? Um,
1: honestly, it's, it's probably a little basic, but I just, I, there's nothing I love more than being yeah. with all three of my boys at once. They're, you know, they're three years apart and then 10 years apart. The two older ones are adults now. Yeah. And they have girlfriends and jobs and all of that. Yeah. And then the 10-year-old is raised a little bit like an only child. Mhm. I there's something that makes me so happy and fills my heart up so much to have all three of them together at once. And I love that. so maybe if I woke up in Cabo <laughs>
0: <laughs> with, all, with three all three of, of them the next to you
1: and our dog or something <laughs> and, um, a breakfast burrito with, um, you know, I can't eat gluten on and yeah. coffee, like all I feel like all the things I love to eat chocolate cake, you know, like I can't have like pastries and muffins and, you know, so I would eat everything that I can eat and all this Mexican food and guacamole and, um, you know, (laughs) there's nothing like chips and guacamole. I I would eat Mexican food all day long. Wake up in Cabo, just Uh hang out on the beach with my boys. That sounds um, so magical.
0: That's that's all I need, really, right there. Oh, and, yeah. I love that. Um, and I wanted to ask you uh, as maybe well. a massage. Oh yes, <laughs> of course, Cabo <laughs> Beach massage. That's my hand. guilty pleasure. Is
1: um, you know maybe a little maybe a little documentary on on something conspiratorial that I love. Um, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, so and a massage I, I, yeah, that's I my like guilty pleasure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are my guilty pleasures is looking up some biblical deeper like not just the bible I like to yeah. look, like,
0: deeper biblical like, I know I've seen your post I was like Lindy's working today <laughs> it excites me it's, she's doing her research <laughs> I don't watch um reality shows
1: I watch yeah. this stuff and yeah yeah so that's that okay would, So that so maybe a little hour of that with my kids and then um a massage and that would be my perfect day watching the sunset with them or something yeah Yeah. then a slumber party I'll make them all build a fort on the floor and sleep (laughs) with
0: me (laughs) and um so besides your coaching um I know you just started your own podcast yes so tell us about the podcast what's the name of the podcast and you're doing it with your girlfriend Lizzie Lizzie yeah so
1: I have been wanting to start a podcast for. Over a year now, yeah. probably. Um, at first, I kind of wanted to start it about probably conspiracy theories <laughs> and all the things I had learned through Hollywood and human right. trafficking and, um, yeah. you know, just digging really deep and mm-hmm. what's going on in the world and politics and things that I was really involved in. Yeah. And, um, but as fun as that is, what I really decided after prayer and everything, what I wanted it to be about was... As a little more healing and just yeah. f- physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. and mentally. And so yeah. that's really the basis of our podcast mm-hmm. is healing. And, and I don't believe that I'd be where I'm at today if I did not. It's the trifecta, right? Yeah. So if I did not work on each one of those, yeah, kind of like I said with, oh, your kidney is still, or right. I don't believe that I would be where I am right now if it weren't for my faith in God, a lot of the physical changes I had to make and healing. hmm and mental, yeah. So, so Absolutely. that is really the basis of it. We like to talk about biohacking and and our and yeah. our faith and our. You know, we've only filmed two, so yeah. I'm <laughs> so excited we'll to keep listen on to going them. and yeah. and and I want to tie in relationships too. I want to um, bring in couples. Like I told you, I, it, maybe have you and your husband oh, on. I love that because yeah. um, what I've learned so much yeah. through everything I've been through, and then my coaching and courses and and um, mm-hmm. researching is I've learned so much and I, I just want to help people and I'm kind of fascinated by human behavior mm-hmm. and relationships and all that and yeah. so now I just want to take what I've learned and talk to people and yeah. well I'd love to come on I tell yeah. you so much
0: oh. <laughs> we're going to get you on there too soon. yeah well I'm excited to hear your podcast I haven't listed is it out yet, or has so we're it, still working on getting it approved okay. through um, Spotify, okay. Apple, iTunes. Okay. So. so it'll be out soon. So we're working on that now. I'm excited, mm-hmm. and I saw your I little think. studio, it's so beautiful. Yeah, so what's next for Lindy? I know you've got mm-hmm. your coaching and your podcast. Is there anything else that's on your wish list? besides the boring guy no I'm just kidding (laughs) well I think that I will I think I laugh about it but I think
1: what I really mean by that I I think you know too right is um stability consistency integrity honesty oh yeah you know someone who's emotionally intelligent yeah and um you know has a safe secure attachment style. Yeah. So I joke when I say that, but those are the things I'm oh, looking for. Oh, I know. For. I joke about you know, that all you know. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've really just launched my yeah. my coaching career um, just a couple months ago yeah. and the podcast literally yeah. we're just in the middle in of, the middle of it. launching. Yeah. So this is my new chapter.
0: I love it. Um, well, that's a
1: lot. Yeah. You have a lot going on and you're a mom too. Yeah. So. And I'm a mom. And so yeah. um, you know, I think one of my goals is... Like, I rent, right? And yeah. one of my goals is I want to own a home. I want my own home. I don't yeah. want to rent. I want to be able to make changes to it and make it a beautiful home, yeah. not a house that I rent. Yeah. So that's really a big goal of mine right now. That's next for me. That's going to happen. Obviously, I'd love to yeah. um, remarry if it's right with mm-hmm. someone at some point yeah. and have an experience that healthy relationship yeah yeah I was at coffee coffee uh, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday with a girlfriend actually and yeah. um and she was just you'd gone she'd gone through a lot with her, her IVF journey and this, yeah. and her little baby I got to meet him and Um, and he had a little bit of a complication and Mm -hmm. she just was going on about how her husband's just so wonderful and she just knows how much he loves her and how that's what's gotten her through all of it and and she just knows he loves her so much and he'll never leave and he'll always be there and I started to kind of feel myself my throat get tight and Mm. and and tear up a little bit and I thought Lindy what's going on here you know like I'm so happy for her yeah. But I think it hit me that I've, I've never really had that. You've never had that. And I wanted oh. to cry. And so there's there's gr- there's yeah. processes through the grief. Yeah. yeah. That sometimes even when you're healed, you there's of grief course. that will still come. Yeah. With maybe what you missed out on, what you haven't had yeah. and what trauma has kind of robbed from you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was I had a little moment
0: yesterday with that, you know. So Yeah. But Well I, healing, you know, is not it's not that you heal and you're just this perfect person. Yeah. You know, healing is a journey. It's There's always going to be setbacks. There's always going to be things that are going to set you off. And it will. It, it's, it's deep inside of you. Trauma is so deep inside of you and sometimes little things bring it up. Yeah. And just some a word, it could be a word or yeah. someone might say something or some something small might happen. And so yeah. that's completely normal. I think what you're feeling is very, very normal. But yeah. I think you will have that you just have to learn to work work through them a little, you, but, you yeah. do so yeah i hope i have you exactly will. that you someday. will <laughs> you will you just have to manifest it and it'll happen mm-hmm. you have to pray for it and with your gorgeousness and your beauty and your faith and you have such a beautiful personality and you're so sweet and genuine I love you. <laughs> you are Thank you're you. all those things that's why i love you i think you're amazing um I'm so excited to have you on today. And how do people get hold me. of you, Lindy? Well, right now I have my
1: Instagram mm-hmm. that is just my name. It's at Lindy Kennedy. Okay. Um, to be honest, I tried starting a TikTok and I don't like TikTok. Oh, I, I hate TikTok. I hate it. I can't do it. I, everyone's like, you need to do a TikTok, oh, I you know? know. I tried. I tried, but I, I can't. I think I have 35 followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I don't it. have much either. I, I, I'm like, wait, do I dance? Do I talk? Do I talk? Do I, Am these, I what do I do I'm I the same
0: way it's, it's awkward very awkward for me I don't very the layout awkward. of it is, it
1: feels foreign to me
0: yeah I get Instagram Instagrammers so we are just comfortable with Instagram so I might
1: just stick with just my Instagram for now yeah. I mean you can go follow me on TikTok it's <laughs> the Lindy Kennedy but there's not much there because yeah. I just it's it I think it, I was thinking about hiring like a 20 year old girl do it. you know yeah. to help me with yeah. it because they get it oh they love maybe it. maybe I'll do that yeah um I think with Lizzie and Lindy, our our podcast that we're doing, or Lindy and Lizzie, yeah, it's um, we I think we'd like to do a YouTube channel, yeah, and because we're filming, you right? like you are, yeah. and so I think we'll put that on there and get on the podcast, um, great, but it's just not there yet. So yeah. I think if you follow me at at Lindy Kennedy on yeah. Instagram. You'll Great. kind of. I'll be announcing when all these
0: things kind of right. I come. love that, and I'll be sharing all your information as well. Thank you on my Instagram when the podcast comes out. Thank so, you so much. Well, this was so enjoyable and such an amazing conversation. And I had chills like literally half of the podcast. You're amazing. <laughs> and I kind of dumped on you, so <laughs> oh, I felt very oh. safe. But you know what? I felt safe doing that with you, and oh, so that's Oh, I love cool you about so you. much. You're so sweet and seriously genuine and kind. And uh, I'm so happy to have you on and you're like a breath of fresh air, honestly. So you, I wish you all the best with coaching and the podcast thank and you. everything that's coming up soon. And when is our girls night out? Oh, we got to do it soon. Because sure, so it's been a while. It's, it's been, been like a, a month.
1: Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I got to see you I'll on your date night for a minute at the event. But we're in store
0: for a date night yes, pretty soon for sure. And so. we'll talk more then. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And spending this time with me.